Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code WELCOME to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code WELCOME at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com. One of the big free agents that the Mariners were interested in is off the board. We'll talk a little bit about that contract and what it means for Teoscar Hernandez, as well as... Maybe the Mariners being interested in Reese Hoskins. It's from Morosi. Who knows? And also what the Mariners could do with this whole root sports problem and how they could fix it. Thank you for watching episode 44 of the Hit It Here podcast, part of the Believe Network. I'm here with Joe. Joe, how are you? I am doing very well. I'm sad that Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is not going to be a Seattle Mariner. It's a guy that I felt had a you know a reasonable fit in Seattle. Whether there was you know actual any links or conversations surrounding him joining the Seattle Mariners that's neither here nor there regardless it was a pretty contact driven bat right-handed in the outfield that Jerry DePoto mentioned that that's what they were seeking this free agency and ultimately he goes back to the Arizona Diamondbacks which I think makes sense good fit for him but before we get to the contract a quick word from our sponsor bet online all the major sports are in action this week with the college football playoffs ready to kick off right around the corner there's the rose bowl but more importantly you've got the sugar bowl featuring the university of washington huskies go dogs if you want to place a bet on them the place to do it is bet online BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info including news for pro football like the Seattle Seahawks. They're playing Monday night. If you happen to like the spread or the lines against the Eagles, you can place a bet on them with Bet Online. They've also got the NBA, any upcoming fights if that's your style, and also NHL games for the rest of the season for obvious reasons. Go Kraken. Head to the website today to get into the action and to see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. You could do it from desktop, you could do it from mobile, so you could be at your computer, at your desk, or you can even be on the couch. Bet online. It's where the game starts. The so Lourdes Gurriel Jr. signed a three-year, $42 million contract, which averages out to $14 million a year. He also has an opt-out after the second year and also a player option at the end of that contract. For Lourdes Gurriel Jr., $14 million, I think, is that's nothing. I mean, that's a little more than what you were paying Marco Gonzalez in 2024. Well. Thoughts? Yeah. Thoughts? I don't know if it's exactly like that, because wasn't Marco's extension or contract or whatever, wasn't it a little backloaded? Still. The point the point remains the same. Sure. Like, in dollar amount this specific year, you'd be paying him 14 whereas Marco, you're paying him 11 And it is a club option in that fourth year, not mm. a player option. It's an opt-out for the player for Lourdes Gurriel. But, yeah, I mean, $14 million, I think it's right around where trade rumors had him projected. I think they were four years, $54 million. So if you were to go the four years, you know, for this, it's $56 million. So eh, it's close enough. 
you're saying it's a good value. I think as far as the bats go in this free agent pool, I think maybe we were just expecting certain guys to get more money because of the lack of premier bats in this free agent class, aside from obviously the top end guys like Otani. But I don't know. Like I would have been very okay with the Mariners giving Guriel Jr. $14 million a year for the next three years. Yeah, absolutely. I think that he makes a lot of sense in this lineup hitting, I don't know, sixth maybe, fifth or sixth, yeah. depending on where you want to deploy Ty France and obviously what other moves occur. Because right now, hell, he could be your four-hole hitter at this point yeah. with how bad this lineup is currently. Mm -hmm. So I think that Guriel made a lot of sense. He's a good vibes guy, in my opinion. And But again, I'm also not shocked to see him go back to Arizona, like you said. I think that was a good fit for him. And the Diamondbacks, I mean... They are going out and making moves. They signed Eduardo Rodriguez. They have now signed Lourdes Gurriel Jr. And they're still interested in someone like Justin Turner or J.D. Martinez. This, this team made it to the World Series last year. And now they're going out there and loading up. This is what teams are supposed to do when they have a window of opportunity. This is how it works. Welcome to baseball, John Stanton. This is what you're supposed to do. And I think it's interesting to think about the fact that for the Mariners, if they would have signed Gurriel Jr. to that, that would have been, if we're believing the $25 million thing is like their cap for the offseason, that is like 60%, 70% of what they were allowed to spend. Yeah. So obviously tying up that much money into one guy, that's tough. And then you have to go out there and find the cost-controlled young players like the, I don't know. I, I keep using the Reds as, as an example, but They've like Spencer so many Sears or whatever. Yeah. yeah. To go out there and acquire for that very reason. And I don't think that, those guys are, they don't necessarily exist in on every plane. And in the agency, you're going to have to go out there and spend. But one guy that is going to be impacted by this is Teoscar Hernandez. Because I think that he is going to get maybe a little bit more than Gurriel Jr. Just based on track record. I think Gurriel was a better player in 2023, yeah. no doubt in my mind. But I think that Teo, if at this point with what everything we're seeing, obviously hindsight's 2020, the qualifying offer was way too much for him. Do you agree with that? Well, yeah, like you have to because the qualifying offer is twenty million in this market right now. Tails probably not getting more than fifteen, realistically. Maybe like on a one-year deal, you could push him to sixteen or seventeen. But as the years add up, his annual average is going to go down. And I think mm -hmm. Jim Bowden said two years, twenty-eight million. I think you tweeted about it last week. Um, two years, twenty-eight million is like something that he could see with the Mariners and Teoscar reunion there. And I don't necessarily disagree with the fact that bringing Teo back could make sense with the, how the market has kind of shaped. But yeah, not giving the qualifying offer to Teo has been a, I don't say blessing in disguise, because I mean, how will we know, right? Maybe Teo's worth $30 million next year and he put, and he put he's an MVP, you know, finalist. Who knows? Who knows? We'll never know. But yeah, like not putting all of your capital into one guy and maybe even being able to bring him back for less than when you would have given him, I mean, that's a W. You can't look at that any other way. If you do bring him back, I mean, some fans might be upset that he's back swinging at sliders in the you know left-handed batter's box, but it was a guy that you'd considered giving the qualifying offer to at the beginning of the offseason, and now you're getting him back for $6 million cheaper? I mean, you have to be happy about that. And I don't dislike bringing Teo back. Like, you can have a guy like Teo. The yeah. problem was the Mariners had, like, four. Yeah, they had, you know, Gino, JK, Teo, like these guys were running incredibly high strikeout rates, Cade Marlowe, for example. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that I understand if you could have one guy that's like that in Tasker Hernandez. And again, good vibes guy, good clubhouse guy. He probably shouldn't play the outfield more than like 30 games. 
Like, you know, put yeah. out there every once in a while and just have him DH instead because he was very good as a DH. And I think that for the Mariners, if you're bringing Teoscar Hernandez back, that is the position you're playing him at. That is your plan. That is your what you're going to do with Teoscar Hernandez. And at $14 million a year, that's a steal of a deal, in my opinion. Even if he performs like he did in 2023, that's a great value, in my opinion. That is, like, stellar for what you can get out on the free agent market right now. And I think the Mariners should do it. Yeah. Like, I, I like Teo. I liked him a lot. I don't care that he's... I mean, I cared that he struck out a lot. <laughs> I liked the guy a lot as well, though. Like, he had some big moments for the Mariners. And I think that bringing him back would go a long way in starting to shape what we're going to see the rest of this offseason. We talked a little bit about it on the live stream earlier today that he had really high highs, but really low lows for the most part. Like, there were great moments, but then there's also, like, big blunders in the outfield or big strikeouts and key moments of trying to take the extra bag when he probably didn't need to. And so I think if you kind of reinforce a bit more discipline for Teo next year and understand like how close they were as a team last year, having a guy come back into that clubhouse might not be a bad idea, especially with losing guys like Gino, probably not bringing back Tom. And so there's, I think room for it. And you're saying there can be one guy in your team that strikes out a ton. I agree. It's just having a couple in a row is just creating a black hole in your lineup. And you know, you're mentioning him not playing the field as much. He only DH'd like 30 times for us last year. Played in the field like 120 or however many games he played. If you flip those or maybe just make it even, split it even, you know, go like 75 and 75. 75 in the field, 75 DH. And it's going to be better regardless overall because it's limited sample size, but he put up better numbers as a DH offensively and so if you can get more out of him that way that's a great way to utilize him and if you're wanting other guys like your younger corner outfielders like canzone marlowe or deloach or whatever to have the opportunity to develop i think having teo there as your backup plan for uh, the, the other outfielder in that tandem makes a lot of sense and another guy that the mariners have now been rumored to be looking at which you know we have <laughs> talked about a little bit is Reese Hoskins coming over from the Phillies, of course. He had that ACL injury last year that basically ruined his entire season. Yeah. And, you know, him maybe also being a DH for the Mariners. Do you like the fit with Hoskins? Do you think it would ever happen? I think I like it the least out of, like, I think the three rotating names right now of, like, Teo, Hoskins, and then if we throw in Solaire's name right there, only because of the fit for the team. Hoskins used to be a left fielder, first baseman, is a strictly first baseman now, but next year he's probably going to be strictly DH coming off of that ACL injury. I would be pretty surprised to see him take, you know, more than 30, 40 games in the field. And if you have the roster flexibility to go out and sign a guy like that to, you know, be your Mike Ford with a better track record in 2024, because I mean, let's be honest, Mike Ford, you weren't going to be happy putting him out there at first base. So that's why he was DHing most of the time. That's why you continue to roll out Ty France and Mike Ford in the same lineup more often than not. Yeah. So if you're comfortable doing that with France and Hoskins and just letting France stay at first base, that's fine. I just don't know if the Mariners really have the proper roster construction right now to do that. Because for me, the biggest upgrade is going to be in the corner outfield spots. Going into next year, spring training, what have you, with the idea that Canzone, Deloach, Marlowe, and then Moore or Haggerty, a lot of them are going to be starting in one of the corners. It's just not, that's not to me a, conducive to a winning strategy. But, you know, if you fill it out with another spot, say you, tr you know, sign a low end guy, 
to go out there and like fill in for them. Maybe, maybe Hoskins can work in that situation as well. But as far as the fit, I mean, I like it. I could see it working out, but also Hoskins is probably going to be on a prove it deal this year, you know, sign a one-year contract somewhere, try and get his value back up before really cashing in. The Mariners don't really seem like a big fit for a guy that's probably trying to cash in and have a big year. And MLB Trade Rumors, they projected Reese Hoskins at two years, $36 million, so $18 million a year. I'm not willing to give that to Reese Hoskins. Like, mm -hmm. on a prove-it deal for a right-handed hitter who might just be a DH, that's it for you, in 2024, I'm not willing to do it. If he goes out and gets that, great. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's been great throughout his yeah. career. Playing in Citizens Bank Park, I mean, plays a role. And I think that with the lineups that he's played in also plays a role. You have Bryce Harper hitting behind you, for example, for the yeah, last couple lot, of years. I pretty mean, good offensive prote protection around him, for sure. And so I think that, like like you said, one-year deal for Hoskins makes sense, but I would put him in the tier with Gurriel and Teo, $14, 15000000 million a year. And I think the same goes for Solaire, $14, 15000000 million a year. That like lower tier of guys, I think, makes a lot of sense for that price range. And I think that Gurriel kind of set that market. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, we, we saw Otani sign for a gajillion dollars, but that's a whole, he's a player in and of himself, all alone at the top. Yeah, in his the, own the next, universe. The next guy down is probably Cody Bellinger. Correct. Who apparently is seeking a $200 million deal. So, thoughts on that? Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code WELCOME to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code WELCOME at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com. It's just too pricey for the Mariners. I think the fit is very well documented that it would work out well for the Mariners if Cody Bellinger were to sign with Seattle. Could be Ty Francis back up at first, give him a day off, and then he's also going to be patrolling one of the corners with Julio. And Bellinger's been known to be a great defensive center fielder, has good athleticism, had a great bounce back here with the Cubs in 2023, finally healthy. And he's, you know, you've seen his highs. <clears throat> you've seen him at his peak. But we've also seen him hit rock bottom. And so... Who are you going to get if you sign Cody Bellinger? And I think that's a big problem that maybe a team that might not have the financial flexibility to take that risk or maybe just have deep enough pockets to go out and spend $200 million on a guy. I just don't see it as feasible right now for the Mariners. I would love it. I think it would be a great idea. But at the end of the day, we just don't have the, the stopping power to do it. MLB Trade Rumors had Bellinger at 12 years, 264 which is ridiculous. With that being said, like $200 million a year, probably what, like eight, nine year deal? Eight I years, think. 200 million would be 25 a year. So like, yeah. I think that makes sense. You know, in my fun little 
off-season prediction thing that I sometimes do where I'm just like on a Word document typing out what I want to happen or like deals I could see happening or giving myself like certain constraints. I signed Bellinger for six years, 160. So a little bit over 25. A little bit of an overpay, overpay but a shorter contract. And eight years, 200 million, that's probably what they're looking at. And 25 million a year, that's not really unrealistic for Cody Bellinger, in my opinion. Given his track record of MVP, Rookie of the Year, and then his bounce back last year, he is a pretty big regression target. But I think in the right system, in the right spot, he won't. With the Mariners, though, I just that just screams regression. And, I mean, that takes up your whole budget. $25 million, <laughs> like, that's your whole budget. Yeah, and then some. Probably. Yeah, and then some. <laughs> and so, I think Bellinger's a Red Sox, end of the day. Thoughts? Yeah. Um, maybe that's not a bad shout. I, I would lean towards a, another AL East team, the Toronto Blue Jays, having missed out on Soto and Otani going out and getting Bellinger might make a lot of sense for them. I don't know how Toronto's feeling about that. If they're worried about the regression stuff or if they think Bellinger's a fraud, you know, his 2023 was a fake season, a fake bounce back kind of a vibe, but he's going to go get a bag and that's just kind of the end of it because I don't think he's gonna get 200 million you don't think so no that's way too much money for a guy who had a good season after two really bad ones but he had good seasons before that true but i i i think that he caps kind of what at what you said around 160 okay but like on the same length like eight years or like we go in mm. shorter years probably short i mean shorter years i think okay i like i i, I think AAV wise, I wouldn't be shocked to see him right around twenty five to twenty seven. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to get enough years to make to get it to the two hundred million. Like the the investment risk just won't be enough. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like the way the market's kind of going, like Yamamoto's like nine years, three hundred million for some godforsaken reason. Like I get he's a twenty five year old ace, but at the same time, dudes that are pitched the MLB, I'm not saying he's going to come over and be a bust because he's probably going to be busting the Mariners' ass with whatever team that he goes to. He's going to be carving. But, like, dude, that's a ton of cash to throw at a guy that you have no idea. But then we see Lourdes Gurriel. But you have an idea what you're going to get. You have mm-hmm. $14 million. Yeah. It's right around right. the... That's... I think that's the sweet spot for where the Mariners should be looking to sign. Like you're saying, that pool of players around 14 to 15 whatever and it still leaves them with wiggle room to maybe go out and sign one and a half guys if they needed to with like a 10 or 11 million it's possible but they just seem like they're handcuffed and there is a big reason why yeah would you like to address the elephant in the room no i'm talking about you fatty oh my god (laughs) Hey guys, it's me, the elephant in the room. Jesus. Um, Joe made a video about the Mariners and their budgetary budgetary is that even a word? It is yeah, mm-hmm. constraints, right? And it allegedly comes down to this Root Sports Regional Sports Network thing that's going on. The Mariners have now taken full control of Root Sports, and they think you know. With I'm not going to go too deep into it. If you want to look at it, go watch Joe's video on it. It was way better than what I'm about to say, but. The breakdown of what the problem that John Stanton's having is that they're going to be losing money. They have to now divert funds to running the regional sports network. And I think that it's stupid. <laughs> Thoughts? 
Like we're we are baseball fans. Yeah. I don't give a rat's ass about how much you have to spend on root sports. I don't care. We as baseball fans want you to spend money on the baseball team. I don't want to hear you cry poor because you have to spend money and now you own the network that your team plays on. I don't care. Like if that's the case, go go if you're so worried about it, go to Comcast and say, "Hey, you know, we want you to bring it back down. We'll we'll give you these deals instead." Yeah. Like I if Root Sports go out and say, "Hey, you know, we're going to charge you X amount of money to have our programs." So then Comcast or DirecTV or whatever is like, "Okay, well then we're going to charge more so we can afford that." Like is that what happened? I don't know. Yeah. We'll never know pretty much. But Joe and I have a solution that'll fix everything. Kind of. And we we are very, very professional, and we definitely know what we're talking about when we talk about this. Yeah. Joe, what's our solution? So the Mariners, right, they, they're in a some sort of agreement with the MLB and their media rights, and the Mariners have a YouTube channel. They have free-to-use streaming content platforms. doesn't even have to be YouTube. It could be Twitch. Maybe they want to go sign a deal with Kick.com if they wanted to. I don't care. Or if Bezos comes and buys the team. Twitch is right there with Amazon, right? Odd. There's so many different avenues, but free to use streaming services. Just let's just stick to YouTube here. Okay, sure, we'll just stick to YouTube. You know, whatever. <laughs> but when you live stream on YouTube, if you're live streaming the games, you within like YouTube Studio, the broadcaster can control when ads get played. And if the big issue was, oh, we don't know when commercials are going to happen, believe it or not, the person controlling it can do that. So in the natural breaks in the game where you'd see commercials on TV, on cable TV, you could just place ads. You could place mid-roll ads right there and it'd be a 30-second non-skippable ad. It'd be a 15-second bumper ad, whatever. There's so many different things that can be done on a free-to-use platform with ads that would supplement some sort of cost. And it's free to use. You don't have to pay any cable company to do it. And you own all of the media rights already. And of course, like Colton said, we're dumb. We don't know how it works. But in our mind's eye, it seems like such an easy thing to do to create just like that avenue of streaming it yourself. And if they own 100% of the media rights or with Root Sports, you could put the Root Sports channel on YouTube. Or you could just put it on the Seattle Mariners YouTube channel. That's already a verified account. I've seen a lot of people say that, oh, if they made a Root Sports app, would you pay $11.99 a month for it? Probably. easily if there's no blackouts duh i mean i don't have to worry about blackouts where i'm at but for the people that live in you know the areas in which those are broadcast that's been a problem and so with them owning 100 percent of the whatever like i said it a ton in my video i don't want to hear about that nobody wants to hear about that anymore just figure it out you have the capital and if you don't go find someone that does sell the team to someone that does and Mm -hmm. our system our idea a hundred percent flawed because my question is like how would the cameras and all that stuff work in terms of broadcasting it to like one central location into like a stream i have no idea but like in the same way if john stanton's like oh we're not broadcasting any games next year obviously the mlb would take it over but like we're not broadcasting any games except for you know it's going to be one camera one still camera angle like behind home plate looking out over the whole field i'm sure people would still watch the game it's to to some extent right because we're just going to want to watch the games. But I, mean, I, they, I'm i just tired of like this seemingly just being a roadblock. They already broadcast games on YouTube. YouTube gets like a yeah. game a week, at mm-hmm. least. 
And I mean, when we live stream, you can switch between scene, scenes seamlessly. Mm -hmm. Boom, switch scenes, easy. That's all you got to do. You have video engineers at at the you know working for Root Sports. It's the same thing in my yeah, opinion. It's switch no camera. different. Switch camera. Yeah, just yeah. switch switch camera. That simple. And obviously, there's so much more nuance to this than what Joe and I are saying. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Will this ever happen in a million years? No. Mm -mm. But I just. You know, I, I'm sitting here and I'm coming up with more solutions than John Stanton is. Plain and simple. Mm -hmm. And I get paid $19 an hour in retail. <laughs> Dude's a billionaire. Yeah. All right. Figure it out. Because as Mariners fans, I, like I said, I don't care that, that, oh, poor me. We're not making as much money with our stupid regional sports network. Not my problem. You, you are, your job is to put butts in the seats. And here's the thing. For like for YouTube, for example, again, free to use. Anybody can use it. As you know, people that are watching this. Mm -hmm. If 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 you're the Mariners, go out and sign a big name player, you're gonna get more people watching your game. This is the way it is. Like yeah. the fact and if you don't have any blackouts, you're gonna get more people watching it. Yeah. Not that I would not, not that I would ever, ever say that you should use an illegal streaming site. But I'm just saying, you know, you could get everybody onto a legal streaming site and you have more eyes on it, everybody seeing ads. There, there are ways to do this, is what I'm saying. There are plenty of ways to do this, and the Mariners crying poor is not right. Because it's hard for me. I actually have trouble watching Mariners games. I do. Because mm -hmm. I, I have Dish Network. They don't carry Root Sports anymore. They don't. So I had to buy Fubo last year so that I could watch the stupid Mariners games. So I was spending always like 20, 30 seconds behind me. Yeah, and I was behind everything. I like Joe would be like, oh man, that was so cool. I'm like, sick, Joe. Haven't even seen it happen yet. Yep. Sounds good. Thanks, man. Thanks. So I'm like, it wasn't even worth it half the time to try to boot up Fubo and all these other things. I'm like, I, whatever. I'll just listen to it. Or like, I'll just stick yeah, with put it on the radio. Do you, it's like, something I just thought can... of, as far as like, they were like collecting ad revenue on this, right? Would the hit in taxes or, you know, them taking part of the ad revenue from like the watched ads on YouTube? Do you think that would be a monetary constraint like they'd be worried about? Because I, I don't know like what it would cost to say like, hey, Comcast, here's our Mariners broadcast thing. And then like how much money does that cost in terms of like transactional? Mm -hmm. Whereas like on YouTube, like obviously ads get you money, watch page ads, you get a CPM, you get an RPM. Would that hit of like YouTube taking a portion of it and then at the end of the year, taxes get all funky. Like, would that be a hiccup for them? I guarantee that the Seattle Mariners, as an organization, it works out with YouTube or it's not. That's true. That's a good point. Like, that the Mariners are a billion-dollar organization. Yeah. Like, you, like, for example, Twitch streamers. This is so off the rails. Twitch streamers, there were people there. Some of them were making more, oh. like, of a revenue than, mm -hmm. like, you know, partners were making more revenue, so. Yeah, you know, like certain guys got deals where like they got a strict yearly salary and Twitch or whatever took all of their sub revenue, like yep. which is like something that usually doesn't happen. But like for the bigger named people, they would get zero of their sub revenue, but get a flat fee paid to them or not fee, you know, something paid to them up front for that year. Yeah, I don't know. I just there's got to be a way to figure something out to where this stress that's on John Stanton can just be very nullified in a seemingly quick manner. Mm -hmm. And this is what sucks because this is what we have to talk about this offseason. The Mariners, I, I don't think it was, I think it was Jay Kuda who put out how much money has been spent so far by each team. Or Codify. In, or was it Codify? Yeah. I think it was Codify. Uh, how much money was spent by each team. And the Mariners, big fat goose egg in terms of free agency. 
zero. To be fair, they're not the only team. Like, the free agency has been moving very slow. The fact of the matter is the Mariners have saved 40-something million dollars this offseason. And they only say they're going to be able to spend 25. And it's all because of this. I let, they're going to tell you it's all because of this stupid deal. They have the money. They do. Don't let them tell you they don't. It's all because of this stupid TV deal. And that, as Mariners fans, is what we have to focus on this offseason instead of watching our favorite baseball team go out there and get players to try to win the World Series. The only team that's ever been there. And we have to hear about how they are a mid-market team who was 10th last year in all of um, attendance in baseball. But they have the 18th or whatever highest payroll. Now, if you're unfamiliar with what is going on with this stupid root sports thing, Joe made a really good video. It's on the screen now. Go ahead and check that one out. Thank you guys so much for watching episode 44 of the Hit It Here podcast presented by Bet Online and Go Mariners. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.